proclaiming the soon return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, preparing a people for the kingdom of heaven, preserving a posterity for the glory of God. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Key of David podcast. It's being brought to you by the Watchman of the Wall Ministries. I will be your host. My name is Charles, and I am so thankful that you decided to join us today. More than that, I believe that it was ordained by God, that God orchestrated it, that he has a plan and a purpose for your life, and that it is not by accident or coincidence that you decided to listen to this podcast. But I believe with all of my heart that God has something to say especially designed and especially tailored for your heart to receive today to give you victory in your life if you will apply it. So thank you so much for joining us. I hope that what's said in the next few minutes will be a blessing to you. I am wanting you to be encouraged, edified, build up in your most holy faith because you are listening to the words that God said, not my opinion, not our own opinions and our own doctrines and our own traditions, but what God has laid upon our hearts. We have sought, we have, we have prayed, we have believed that God will use this time and he will give you exactly what you need if you will open your heart and receive. So while I'm welcoming you, I also want to welcome to the podcast my brother, my partner, my preacher man in the ministry that's going to join me <laughs> and and obey the lord right along with me his name is scott scott say hello to everyone hello again everyone that's listening just thank god that you are here listening to us and i thank god as well to be here one more time to be a part of this main podcast charles it's always a blessing and an honor to me that we get to do these i think it's a privilege because so many things, Charles, could happen to try to hinder, and, and Satan does try to hinder. There's so many things tries to hinder us, but it's an honor and a privilege to be here. God has orchestrated it that we are here recording, so that means he's got something to say. So I'm excited to hear it. How about you, sir? How are you doing I, today? I am also excited. Every time, Scott, we get a chance to come together and minister to the people we also minister to ourselves or rather the holy spirit ministers to us and through us to the people and it excites me that we are doing our best to be a productive part of god's kingdom to do a little bit to give back what god has given to us and that's what it's all about it's all about being a blessing to god and a blessing to others using what God has invested in our lives for the benefit of others. So I'm excited, Scott. Now, before we get started in today's material and in today's podcast, I want to go into the Word of God and read a scripture that God laid on my heart, especially for this podcast. It comes from His Word out of the book of Micah, and it's chapter 6. And I was going to read just verse 8, but I think that I'll start at verse 6. And listen, Scott, and listen, listener, to these words that God said to Micah through the prophet Micah to us that day. He said, Wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves of a year old? 
Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give him my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has showed thee, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of thee but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. Let me say that last verse again. He has showed thee, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of thee but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. There's a lot of people out there, Scott, that are looking for a purpose for their life. There are a lot of people out there that ask that question, why are we here? What's it all about? What am I supposed to do? Why do I have this life? What's it for? And if they would only turn to the scripture, there's a lot of Christians still answer asking that question, Scott. What they are? What are they supposed to do with the salvation that God has given them? And that scripture I read answers that question. God said, what does he require? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. Yeah. Scott, we could stop right there and say it's been a good podcast with that word right there. <laughs> Amen. 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 I love it. I love it. I, that's the simplicity of the gospel, isn't it? We don't have to make it so hard and complex. It's the simplicity of God. It's loving loving Him with all your heart and loving people as you yes. would love Him. And and it's it's simple. I and that's why I've been excited about what I don't want to I don't want to unleash it. I want you. But I, that's why I've been excited about what we are about to do. And and I think bringing this simplicity back is going to be a game changer for folks if if they'll take it and use it. Would Amen. you agree? Amen. Absolutely. I am confident that what God has put in our hearts, that's what's in store for the next few weeks. Is like you said, a game changer, a game changer in the lives of people who will take it, hear it, apply it to their hearts, apply it to their lives, and follow what God's Word says. Now, before we get into that, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. I always want to give the Lord complete control. I always want to create an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit is welcome, where He is in charge, where He will orchestrate everything that is done so in a moment i'm going to ask scott to pray and he's also going to pray over a list of names that we have collected names that we have collected that the lord has placed on our hearts and we believe here in this ministry of calling out people directly and specifically before god's throne and watching god move in their lives scott before we got started today we went over this list and we discussed the people that God has put on the list. Had God moved, some some were added and some were taken off. As we see God's word completed in people's lives, that if we ask anything, God will do it. So we're going to pray over a list of people who have specific needs, whether they be physical, financial, emotional, marital. There are many and different things on this list that God needs to move in, but he is the answer. His grace is sufficient for every need, and we're going to believe God is going to meet all those people's needs, and we will continue to call their names out until either the Lord tells us it's done or we get the good report from them. 
And listener, if you would like to be a part of this list, if you would like to have your name added to the list that we pray over each podcast so that we can call your need out before God and join our faith with yours and pray for God to move, you can do this by showing by just contacting us via email and letting us know you have a need, you have a name, might be your own name, might be the name of a loved one, whatever the case may be. If you would like to have your name added to the list, we invite you to do so and we will join our faith with yours and pray. And you can do that by emailing us. I will give you the email at the end of the podcast as well as place it in the show notes of the podcast so that you can click on it as a hyperlink and it would automatically take you to the place where you can send that email straight to us. Now, Scott, I want you to pray over that list, call those names out before God, and then I want you to pray over this podcast that the Holy Spirit will take over and that God's will will be done today through this word. I will certainly do it. And I need everybody's faith. Um, I know Charles is going to throw all his faith in on this. And I want you, the listener, with every bit of faith that you have, you may think it's weak and feeble right now. Nevertheless, give me all the faith that you've got. The Bible teaches us that one person, one man, one woman, that is obedient, throwing in all their faith that they have can make a difference. So with with I'm going to say three because it's me, Charles, and you, the listener, right now together. We can make a difference with, with our prayer. God has already been moving, as Charles has stated on this, on this list. There have been people that are receiving, that are getting thanks to the Lord. All glory to him. So let's continue, shall we? we? We can make a difference. We can intercede on their behalf and watch God move. I believe he's going to believe he's going to move when we call these names out. I believe I'm going to hear reports and we'll yes. pray. Father, we uh, we thank you today. We're going to call out names right now. We're going to call out Grace, Greg, Chris, Amanda, Annabelle, Trey, Tina, Joe, Landon, Jerry, Rhonda, Scott, Matthew, Shirley, Dante, Billy, Saber, Rick, Noah, Katrina, Charles, and Camille. We're going to call out those names. Various needs there. God knows every single need I just called out. Before I even called out their name, you already knew what they were going through. That's the wonder of serving the God we serve. And now we're going to pray. Father, I thank you today for the privilege of prayer i thank you for the words that i read lord that you gave us that said we can come up to the fig tree and we can curse the fig tree because if we will believe and have faith we can say to this mountain in front of us be thou removed and it will be plucked up and cast into the sea if we'll believe and not doubt and waver in our heart so i come to you today lord god of heaven and earth Over these names, we stand and we intercede. You know exactly what's going on in in every situation. So, Lord, I I pray that your presence be in the midst of every single person's life. I pray you touch them physically, mentally, spiritually, financially. I I pray that you begin to turn your face. Oh, Lord God, that's what the difference is going to be. When you turn your face and begin to move, Lord God, things change. Things will move. Things will get better. 
So, Lord, we pray for these people. We intercede for them right now that you would touch and that you would move upon them. And, Lord, I thank you ahead of time with the faith that I have, joining with the faith Charles has, joining with the faith the person that's listening has. We believe and thank God already and give you the praise that we are going to hear good things. God, we thank you ahead of time. And we also pray for this podcast, Lord, as we are, are solely in need of your presence and your word. Lord, we have nothing. Charles and I have nothing to, to offer or give. We can't even move one pebble. But God, your presence changes things. Lord, in an instant, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, your presence can move and, and make things happen that could not happen before and make ways happen that wasn't there before. We pray for that right now that you would speak. We give this podcast to you to use, Lord, that you would reach for your people and touch and move. We thank you ahead of time that you're going to. I pray that you move through Charles, speak through his mouth. Lord, if you want something said by me, do the same. We offer ourselves to you right now. Holy Spirit, come in the midst of this podcast and touch and bless and renew strength and joy and peace to your people, and we'll give you the praise and the glory for it all. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen. Amen, amen. Good prayer. Thank you so much, Scott, for praying. Thank you, God, for hearing. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being present during this podcast, because without you, anything that could be done would not be done, and it wouldn't last any time, but because you are here, Holy Spirit, and you are doing the work, it is going to make an eternal difference today in the lives of those who are listening. So, amen. Thank you, Scott. Now, we're about to strike out in the new territory, Scott. Uh, it's been a while since we've done this. Um, we just finished a series on love. We spent six weeks on the series of love, the agape love, the perfect love that God has, and the love that he wants us to operate in our, in our lives. Now, we not only spent six weeks on love, but before that, we spent five weeks on hope and 18 weeks on faith. So, Scott, those three things we spent over a half, half a year. Wow. Oh, yeah, I just added up 29 weeks. So over, over a, a seven-month period, we spent teaching on the anchors of a Christian life, faith, hope, and love, according to First Corinthians 13 and verse 13. These three things are the anchors for a Christian life. And I was quite surprised, Scott, when I added it up today that we spent over 29 weeks, over a half a year on this, on these subjects that tie together. So listener, if you've been with us all that time, then uh, I hope and pray that you have taken everything that we have said to heart. You, you have applied them to your life. If you have, you can rest assured that you're going to walk in victory. You're going to have an you're going to have those three anchors as pillars in your life to stand in the evil day that we are living in, and to always be ready to face and give a reason for the hope that's found in you. But Scott, that was amazing to me. When I found out we spent that long on those three subjects, um, I was quite surprised. I didn't realize that the way God was leading, we would spend over a half a year on those subjects. But 
Scott, the word of God is endless. It's a deep treasure box that you can never reach the bottom of. And when you start digging into God's word, it just kind of, it gets bigger and bigger. Uh, C.S. Lewis wrote in his, his books about how the further you go in and the further up you go toward God, the bigger the world gets. It's not a smaller world, but a bigger world that's revealed. And that's exactly what happens when someone starts diving into God's word is the further in and the further up you go into God's word, the bigger that world of God becomes to you in your life. And that's exactly, Scott, what we need to do. Amen. Well, you know, that's that's shocking. You say 29 weeks. And, 29 and weeks. I don't, you know, the people don't see behind the scenes what, what we're, we're going through to put these series together. I, I'll just take a moment. But they don't, they don't see and hear the struggle. And it is a struggle because you and I come together with these series God puts on our hearts. And, and with our study and our research, there's so much more that yes. we don't get to give. There, there's so many more. You said 29 weeks on faith, hope, and love. There were so many scriptures and so many things that we didn't get to lay down on a recording because of lack of time. And I know we got an hour here, but still, we have to cherry pick. I know the listener don't know this. We have to cherry pick what we want to what we want to get on here for time constraints. So there's so much that we don't get to put on here. And if I may speak for you, I know, I know you and I struggle in our heart going, Oh Lord, you know, did we get out? what we needed yeah. to get out. Is it, is it going to reach the people? Is it going to make a difference? Cause there was so much we missed and we struggle with this. And then you tell me we spent 29 weeks and that feels, I feel like we just skimmed, you know, we, we were in a run in a jog to get through those, to have time to get it all. That's just, so yeah, man, yeah. the word of God is is so deep. It's it's just so it's a book from another world. I don't know how else to say it. And and it's amazing if you'll just dig what you'll find. Yes, sir. I'm I'm gonna quit talking about that so you can. <laughs> well, the reason I brought that up is because just like I said, those three subjects, faith, hope, and love, those are focused inward to the Christian to give the Christian anchors and pillows or pillars rather, for their life. Foundational truths that they can stand on, that when the winds and the waves and the storms come, they will not be shaken, they will not fall, they will not give up. And Scott, that's exactly what happens. You know, notice, I've noticed something when we get started serving God. When we start out serving God for the first little bit, God focuses on ourselves building ourselves up in our most holy faith. But Scott, he's got a vision. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose. And pretty soon, pretty soon after he allows you to focus on yourself for a while, it's only to get you to a place where you are edified and, and prepared to give your life away. And so we spent 29 weeks preparing the Christian, the listener, to stand on solid ground, have a strong foundation, because now it's time to face the storms. Now it's time to get out there where the water is going to run, where the winds are going to blow, where we are going to meet obstacles, that the enemy is waiting to fight us. And I don't want to misinform our listeners 
but it's going once you get past the, the focusing on yourself and once you get to a place where God is all let you focus on yourself, then he places you out there in the world to be a witness of his love, a witness of his grace, a witness of his power to make a difference. And that's what this new series we're about to start is all about, Scott. It's after we have prepared ourselves, now we're going to be placed in the world to be a witness, to do our master's bidding. That's what this new series we're about to start is all about. And uh, there's a story I want you to read in the Bible. I think this is a good time to do it. But this is a good this is a good story coming from the Gospels. Let me set up the stage a little bit before you read this story. But I want the listeners to realize this this has everything to do with what the series we're about to start on is. And Scott, this is during the time of Jesus' life. He spent the last three and a half years walking with these twelve men that he chose to be his disciples. He has done what the Lord, the Father, has shown him to do. He has lived an example in front of them of what a Christian should be doing, should be living like, should be saying, should be walking like. And he's done this. He tried to instill in them, Scott, for the last three and a half years, everything he could, investing his life in their lives, to make them as strong as possible because Scott, he knew he was about to be taking, taken out of the picture. And these Christ or these disciples did not yet realize that they were going to have to stand on their own and they were going to be sent out there just like Jesus. So we've come to the end of Jesus's ministry. He's about to give his life as a sacrifice for sin. He's about to be crucified, then resurrected, and then raised from, you know, he'll, then he'll ascend back to heaven, and it'll be the time for the church to go and do the master's bidding. Now, Scott, we're at this point where he is saying the very last words, and he's about to give the disciples the very last things he can before he is taken out of the picture. Scott, I don't know about you, but if I knew my time was short, if we knew, Scott, this was the last podcast that we would ever give, <laughs> then we would be careful to say what exactly everything we could to prepare the saints to walk in victory, to walk in power, to walk with God, to, to grow in God, to mature in God, to be able to stand on their own and even do what we've been doing. That's a leader's greatest accomplishment is when he sees his his direct reports, his, his people that's been under him, the ones that, that the Father has entrusted to him. It doesn't get a true leader doesn't get any more pleasure out of doing his job than when he sees one of his own followers outgrow him and start being a leader themselves. Then he knows he's done his job. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And Scott, I want to make sure that if this is the last time I get to speak to the people who are listening to us, that we've done our job. We've given them exactly 
what they need to stand on their own and to do what we've been doing and to go out there and do God's God's work and fulfill the plan and the purpose that God has for their lives. That's what Jesus was doing. That's what we're going to read about. Scott, would you read this story? Amen. I will read it. This is St. John, the book of John, chapter 13. I'm going to start at verse 1. Anybody that would, I'm going to bring this over. Anybody that takes notes listening to this podcast, you need to be writing this down so you can study it. John 13, starting verse 1. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them. Oh, gosh, I could preach. I could preach right there. He loved them unto the end. Amen. That ought to make you shout. I got to quit. So verse 2, and supper being ended, the devil, having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God and went to God. He oh, this can preach. He riseth from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured forth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter. Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus saith unto him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, You are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he saith unto them, Know you what I have done to you? You call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, <laughs> you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is no greater than his Lord. Neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. For you know these things. Happy are ye if you do them. Amen. 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 What a story. What a scene. Scott, I don't know about you, but you like, you got excited <laughs> when you started reading. And, and I heard the preacher man coming alive in you. <laughs> and, and, and that tickles me because there is so much in this story. We could spend all of the time we have just on talking about the significance of what Jesus did to his disciples when he washed their feet. Now, I need to explain something, Scott. The position of a foot washer was about as low as you could possibly be. Back in the day, there were people that were set aside and appointed 
to wash the feet of those who come in. Now, Scott, we're talking about a time where everybody walked everywhere they went. There was no cars to ride in. There were no horses to ride on. There were no camels to ride on. There was no, these, these were people that were walking through the muck and the mire of the world. They were stepping on things and through things that were make their feet dirty and stinky, if I can use that word. And no one, no one wants to wash that kind of filth off their feet. But they had appointed people to do that job. Now, it was a low and menial thing. It was like the servant of all servants to wash your foot. And Jesus did this to his disciples and said, you don't understand it, but you will hereafter. And he said, did you realize or understand what I've done to you? He said, I'm your master and I'm your Lord. And if I be in your master and Lord took the time to wash your feet, you should wash one another's feet. Now, I know we have took that to the extreme and we have today some churches, not very many anymore. But some churches have what's called foot washings. I don't know if you've ever been to one, Scott. I have been to one before. Yes, yes, I have. Where we wash the feet of other people and we pray over them as we wash their feet. And it was a sign of humbleness. It was a sign of showing that you realized that what Jesus had placed you here to do was to serve others and not to be served. And that was even to get down and wash their feet. Now, Scott, that wasn't all that Jesus was trying to show them that day, but it was a great, great illustration. And it's a great illustration about what the new series we're about to start is all about. And uh, I didn't know what to call this new series. I usually have a name already picked out. I started to talk, I, I thought about calling it Kingdom Living, but Scott, as I was doing that, I, I remembered back in March of 2021, over two years ago, we had a series called Kingdom Living or Living in the Kingdom. And uh, I didn't know whether to call it Kingdom Living 2.0 <laughs> or Kingdom Living Revisited, but I haven't made up my mind what this new series is going to be called. But it's all about that illustration, Scott. It's all about when Jesus took a towel, got on his hands and knees, and washed his disciples' feet, trying to teach them a lesson. And he says, as I have done to you, you should do to each other. Scott, that's exactly what we're called to do. After we are born again, after we have become Christians, we are not to be blessed served, put on a pedestal, given the highest positions in life. We are to be the servants of all, to be, in essence, the foot washers of the world. What would you say to that? I, I say, this might offend some, I say that we could rip out all the rest of the pages of the Bible oh. and keep and keep John 13. Yes. Just that Come alone. On. And, and we could live right there, Charles, till the rapture happens. Yeah. And, and and you would make it. That's that's how strong this parable is. I, I understand now what you're trying to do. This is going to take weeks, my friend. Everything that I see to unpack 
in, in this verse that Jesus did, this simple act, <laughs> so complex. And, and just like you said, he's showing them not, not only just what you said, there's, there's so much more here to, to unpack. But I just, I just want to say one thing, and then I'm handing it back to you. Can, can you just, listener, can you just put this in your mind for a minute? Let this swirl around like the pee and the whistle for a minute. Can, can you imagine the God of this universe humbling himself to the point of washing his creation's feet. Oh. I, I want you to think about that. I want you to think about that. He was there when the worlds were created, when the stars exploded into life, when there was nothing in this on this planet, an empty, formless void that he spoke into existence. And now here he is with a simple little towel washing his dirty creation's little feet. I want oh. you to think about that as you go to work tomorrow when you when you just feel like you just don't want to work and you don't want to give your boss the eight hours that he paid you for, I want you to think about that for Come a minute. On. Come when, on. when you when uh, you don't want to deal with that coworker at work because he's just too hard and complicated and stiff neck, you don't even want to talk to him because he's not the kind of person you like. I want this to swirl around in your head for a minute, and and uh, <laughs> I'm about to get excited, so I'm handing it back to you, sir, because I, I feel it boiling, but. God oh, help us here on this. Oh, yeah, you're right on track. I feel the Holy Spirit's witness about you saying, when you go to work tomorrow, look around you. See the people that you are in. I mean, God has placed you in the place where you're at. You may have made decisions that got you where you're at. I'm not blaming God for your poor situation. Some people are ordained to be where they're at. Some people are in the shape they're in because of bad choices and bad decisions they made. But we serve a God that can use you in whatever area of your life is in right now. And if you give him the opportunity and you give him all of your will, all of your, all of your, all of your purpose for life. And you say, God, use me for your glory. God's going to give you opportunities to make a difference, to be a witness. Now, Scott, like you said, when you go to work tomorrow, when you go out and do whatever you got to do, grocery store wise or cleaning your house, or imagine what Jesus did for his disciples. And Scott, there's something else that he did that we can't leave out. He not only washed the disciples' feet, but he washed the feet of Judas Iscariot. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting. Yes, sir. He yes, washed, sir. He not only washed the feet of those who were loving, those who were ready, those who had given their heart totally to him, but he washed the feet of the one that he knew was going to betray him. And Scott, how many of us, how many today Christians, live a life with that reality in their minds that not only are we here to wash the feet of those who are loving to us, those who are good to us, those that we like, those that we like to be around, the company, we like their company. But God expects us to live such a life that we're going to wash the feet of those people that we don't like, those people we don't hang around, we want to spend time with at all. Mm -hmm. And might be even our mortal enemy, like Jesus and Judas Iscariot. 
might be our mortal enemy. And God expects us to humble ourselves to the point. And yes, you might even wash a real foot or two before it's over. I, I actually hope I actually I actually hope and pray that everyone listening to us be placed in a situation where they actually physically have to wash other people's feet. Mm. Because there is nothing so humbling as washing the feet of someone else. I'm telling you. It's absolutely humbling. You, you mentioned being in a service, and, and I've I've been to them. And, uh, boy, I'm going to tell you, you feel about three inches tall right. after, you, after you get done with that service. And uh, you're I, that's probably the, the least amount of time that a person's going to focus on their selfish self while they're bowed down there washing the feet of uh, maybe even some of the folks that they know don't like them in, in the church. But they're still there, just like Jesus did. He he, he washed and cleaned, and he didn't do a, a halfway job either, no. Charles. When he when he washed Judas's feet, they were just as clean as Peter's. Hallelujah! <laughs> so you know this this is something that we we're not saying here is easy to do. You know the, the scriptures say that if you know that your brother had ought with you, Charles, help me with this. If I'm wrong, correct me. But if you know your brother have ought against you. Before you go and lay your gift down at the altar to give to the Lord, you stop. You go make things right, That's right. with that brother. And then you come back and present your gift. If one wants to smite you on your left cheek, what's the response? It's not what today's church says. The response Jesus said is turn the other cheek and give them that one too. Oh. Love your enemies. Bless them that persecute you. I'm, I'm about to. I'm just a mess. So I'm going to hand it back to you. I'm going to hand it back to you. <laughs> You're, I, I want you to feel the liberty of, to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, Scott. This series is going to be a good one. It's going to take a while. We're going to cover a lot of subjects, a lot of things that is going to challenge the listener to think about their Christian life in a new way, in a new perspective. Uh just exactly what am I saved for? What am I here to do? Now that I'm saved and, and God has allowed me to focus on myself for a while, build up my most holy faith, what does he expect me to do with what he's given me? We're going to cover these kinds of subjects, Scott, in this podcast or in this new series. We're going to talk about Jesus and the fact that he has and will establish two kingdoms now a lot of people that will confuse some of the listeners right there that you mean jesus has come to establish two kingdoms absolutely he's come to establish two kingdoms one he's already established and the other he's going to establish when he returns we're going to talk about those scott we're not only going to talk about those but we're going to talk about god and what he expects out of his believers God expects a return on the grace he invested in our lives, Scott. Mm -hmm. God is just like any other good businessman. There are parables that we're going to cover in this new series about just exactly what God is like. And God's a boss. Yes, he's a father. <laughs> yes, he, <laughs> yes, he's a shepherd. Yes, he's a father. Yes, he loves you, listener. Yes, he wants to take care of you. 
meet your every need, meet you at your point where you're depressed and stressed and your head's bowed down with cares and troubles. But God's also a boss. He also expects you to return to him what he has invested in your life. He wants you to take the grace that he placed in your life, the salvation that he gave you, he expects you to use for his glory. There are parables, Scott, about fruit and talents we're going to cover in this new series and exactly what God expects from us. But you know what happens, Scott? The devil's very subtle. This is what he's done over the years. Over the years, he has promoted a different gospel. There is a different gospel being promoted out there today that has destroyed the foot washer concept. Mm -hmm. You don't hear anybody. I mean, watch. Have, have you? Let me ask you this. Have you ever, Scott, watched any big time evangelists on TV washing somebody else's feet? Never. Have you seen them have a foot washing? Have you seen them have a foot washing service? I've not seen it. Nope. I've not seen it. I see plenty of what What can I get? Plenty of that, but I, I've not seen no foot washing. Absolutely. No. I've, seen a, I've seen a lot of preaching about what I can get for being a Christian and all the blessings God has in store for me. And Oh, if I just follow all the principles of God, I'll be rich and I'll be wealthy and I'll be healthy and I'll be wise and all the benefits of being a Christian. And Scott, those are all well and true. And but we have a gospel, Scott, out there that's being promoted in the Bible or in the world that is taking the principles and precepts of Christian kingdom living and using them for their own purpose, for their own consuming, for their own benefit. And we are supposed to be like Jesus, not looking at the things God gives us as blessings to be consumed upon ourselves but as, as resources to be used for the glory of God and for the serving of other people. And Scott, this, and what is this gospel? It's a humanistic gospel. Mm -hmm. Let me, let me explain a little bit what about humanistic gospel means. Scott, did you know that in every language, there are so many languages in the world. English is what we primarily speak on this podcast. Uh, I do not know any other language well enough to if I was if I was sent over in Europe, Scott, I'd have a hard time trying to find my way around because I don't have any more languages under my belt. I can't speak French. I can't speak Spanish. I can't speak, you know, all the languages that you would run into in, in, in other worlds, part of the worlds. And I would be in trouble. I'd be lost. And, Scott, did you know that there are so many languages out there, but the truth of the matter is, is there's one word yep. that is spoken in every language on the earth more than any other word. Would you like to guess what that word is? No, I want you to tell me. What, what would that be? The one word that is spoken the most in every language, despite what that language is, is the word me. <laughs> how prophetic <laughs> the word the word me is the word most used in any language in the world 
And the reason being is because we love ourselves. <laughs> Everybody loves to talk about themselves. Our favorite subject to talk about is ourselves. It doesn't take long, Scott, when you talk to someone that they will inundate you once they get to a trusting position, once they get to a place where they like you, once they get to a place where they trust you with with their with their thoughts and feelings and opinions, you're not going to hear any more about your, you're not going to hear anything more than you're going to hear about themselves. It's our favorite subject. And Scott, <laughs> I'm, I'm including myself right in that. And I hope you ain't offended, but I'm including you in that group as well. But if we were honest with ourselves, we would find out that the, the most spoken word that we say is me me it's all about me and this is the exact thing that the humanistic gospel is all about scott it's about me and there is a gospel out there that promotes ourselves and makes ourselves the ultimate goal and ends of what god has done for us that the main purpose that god has made for us and, and created for us is to to reap his benefits, to, to get his blessings, to be blessed beyond measure. It's all about me and what I can get out of the relationship. And Scott, this humanistic gospel has permeated the church and they have forgotten what we're here to do. We're here to be foot washers. Mm -hmm. And foot washers don't think about themselves Foot washers don't think about they their their greatest word is not me. They're not worried about the blessings that God has for them. They're not worried about all these things that they can get because they're a Christian. They worry about other people. They put other people more important than themselves. And that's what exactly Paul said. This is what this new series is all about. Amen. I I think as we go into this series. It's going to answer the question of, I, I am in a, I don't know how to exactly say this right, but it's going to answer the question of, I am in a state, and I, I'm talking spiritually speaking, if I can blanket talk about everybody, that the state of the church right now, we're, we're asking the question of, wow, we're in, a, we're in a bad state. We're in a state of depression. We're, we're in a state of fear. We're in a state of powerlessness. We, we have to go back 50 years or more to see the moving of God that we would like to see today. And, and we're, we're in a bad spot. We're in a bad place. And this series, and, and even personally, maybe, maybe personally, if, if we'll all be honest, uh, we're not in a place that we are happy being in with, with God, if I can be so bold. And I think this series will answer what you need to know to come out of, of the spiritual doldrums uh, that, that we are in. I, I think this is the key. We've been spreading this through other series, Charles. If, if the reader caught or reader, if the listener caught on when I would say, take this time and don't pray for your needs, pray for someone else's at this moment, put someone in your mind and pray for someone else as, as if their life depended on it and don't focus on you. Amen. I took those times for a reason 
and and I don't want to give it out just yet. I just want to say this will unlock the spiritual trap that you feel you are in if you will take it and use it. And I'll I'll leave that there. Scott, you're absolutely right. A lot of people are in the shape they're in because they have focused completely on the wrong thing about being born again and what it's all about. There are in a powerless state now. The people are in need and all they're getting preached to them is self-help gospel. And if there's one thing true is the gospel is not meant to be a focus on self but on others. And this is what the devil has led. Now, I don't want people to misunderstand, Scott. God does care about us. He does care about our needs. He does care about the food you're eating, the clothes you're wearing, the place to live, those things he does care about. But what we have to get is a right perspective on the principles of sowing and reaping and service and reward, Scott. Yeah. This humanistic gospel has promoted a gospel where it's all about if I give, it'll be given back to me. If I if I sow into the kingdom, I'm going to reap all these benefits. Uh, we have a gospel out there, Scott. We have two types of people that we're going to be addressing in this new series. One of them is this believer who has been caught up in this prosperity gospel where it's all about me and God has made it to where I am the main focus and that God's main objective is to make me happy. We're going to talk about those people. Then we have the other spectrum, Scott, where the pendulum swings all the way to the other side And we have all these Christians that are in what we call survival mode where they are not a benefit to God because they are so beat down, so depressed, so they have this feeling of unworthiness and they haven't forgiven themselves and they haven't accepted the freedom that God has placed them in. And so they are constantly swimming in a slew of despond and despair and never a productive part of the kingdom of God. They don't feel worthy. They don't feel like they can make a difference. They don't feel like they can do anything for God. And so they sit on the sidelines and they do not use the grace that God has invested in their lives. We have that spectrum of people we're going to talk about in this series as well. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things we talked about off mic. In the beginning of this series, uh, there there is a plethora of problem of the prosperity gospel and a bunch of me me me's out there. But I I you know when we were talking, I said I, I want to cover. There's a healthy balance. There is a balance of, of both, but the church wants to swing to one extreme or the other. Yep. Yep. And this series is going to bring a healthy balance where both work simultaneously with the right motivator, if I can say it that way. And and I wanted us to talk about the people who have been told to receive blessings from God as well. Now, I know this is the other end of the spectrum, but, but I run into this constantly. A, a group of beat-down, knuckle-dragging, uh, 
always depressed Christians who have been told, preached to, and taught that it's it's wrong. You're not being humble. It's it's wrong of you to receive any kind of blessing from God. You are not worthy to receive anything. You're just supposed to go through life unfeeling of the presence of God and his benefits. And that is that is just as horrible a mess as the yes. other side of the spectrum. Just as yes. bad. So uh, I, I'm I'm so excited for this uh, series. I'm really excited for this series that we get to clear the the air, shall we speak? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like you said, Scott, there are so many Christians out there today that are in the shape they're in because they have they're out of balance. They they have the wrong view of what God wants for their lives, what God wants them to do with their lives. Uh. You have the have, you know, it's like the haves and the have nots. Uh, you know how today's economy, just like in old days, is so close, if not almost there, to eliminating the middle class. Mm-hmm. You know, there used to be a middle class of people who weren't quite what we call rich, but they weren't dirt poor. And the middle class doesn't hardly exist anymore because of the economy, because of the ways of man, because of the selfishness of selfishness and the exploitation of people and what we call today capitalism. We have almost had, we've almost eliminated the middle, the middle class of people. And it's going to be so detrimental and destructive to this economy that this economy is barely hanging on. Scott, it's going to fail one of these days. I'm surprised it ain't already failed. But because it's eliminated the middle class people, it has nothing to stand on. And it's the ha- it's going to end up with the haves versus the have-nots. And we've done the same thing in the house of God, especially in the Western Hemisphere. The Western Christian culture has done the exact same thing with uh, with what I would call Christian capitalism, <laughs> and you've got it. You've got a set of haves that says you're not in God's will because you don't have the money that you're supposed to have, the health that you're supposed to have, the blessings that you're supposed to have, all the things that come with being a child of God, and they are constantly welling on the have-nots, and the have-nots are either beat down to where they don't think they deserve it or they wear it like a badge of nobility and they say, I'm holy because I'm not caught up in the blessings. I'm holy because I don't own anything. I'm holy (laughs) because I'm poor. And that's out of balance as well. Both Both of these groups of people are out of balance and have it wrong. Amen. Amen. I couldn't have said that any better. Absolutely. So I'm excited about what we're going to be saying. Yes, sir. Bottom line, Scott, this new series is going to teach the listener that God's ultimate goal is not to make them happy. Happy. Let me say this as a teaser for the next podcast. But God's main goal and your main goal should not be happiness. (laughs) I know, I know, I know, I know we have a declaration of independence that says that God has made us all equal 
and endowed to that, the creator is endowed to each individual the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Scott, that is not God's constitution. God's goal is not to make you happy, believer. Happiness is a byproduct of obedience to God. Yes, obeying God will make you happy. Obeying God will fulfill your lives. But if you make being happy your ultimate goal, you will never be happy in God. You will be a miserable Christian. You will be a you will be a punching bag for the devil all the way to heaven. Or you will use your blessings as your barometer of spirituality and be duped into believing that just because you have stuff means you're right with God. And that can be so dangerous a place to live, Scott. But this new series, the bottom line, it's going to teach them where they are in the kingdom, how to live in the kingdom, what they're here to do, what they're here to be, what they're here to do, what, what they're to do with the gifts, the talents, the resources that God has placed in their lives. Amen. I, I hope I'm not giving the whole thing away when I say this. I, I just I'm listening to you talk. And I, and I hope the listener understands that this this kingdom is the exact opposite of what we are, are told it works and, and how it works in the world. How it works in the world is the exact opposite of how it works in the kingdom. Or, you know, just to give a quick example where, where the world says you will feel better if you hoard up and have a bunch of things and stuff. Right. You're going to be happy. But the kingdom of God says, give, and then it will be given unto you. Amen. You give you give away. <laughs> I'm about to feel it again. You give it away, and it will come back to you pressed down, shaking together, running over, that you can't stand the blessing. It's so good. But, but because it's reversed, and, and because Satan comes at us, just like he did Adam and Eve in the garden, with the promise of you, 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 will be like God. You, yeah. you, you will be lifted up. You will get what you want. That that was the, the poison in the garden, and, and he's not changed. So he, he dupes all the Christians into that mentality, and therefore they miss living in the kingdom. So I, I feel like I've chopped that up, but that, that's what I hope they get out of this. Oh, you did a great job, and I appreciate it. Uh, we're, we're, of course, coming up on the end of our time today. But I want the listener to get excited right along with us about this new series. We're going to strike out into some tough subjects. We're going to talk about some things that are going to hurt our feelings. We're going to really look at ourselves long and hard and ask ourselves, what is our main purpose? What is our main subject? Am I guilty of this humanistic gospel of making it all about me? When I go to God, is 90% of my prayer time spent about me and 10% of it spent about the rest of the world. If we're doing these things, listener, we're out of balance. And I want you to take a long, hard look at your life as we go through these next few weeks, ever how long the Holy Spirit leads on this new series. Ask yourself, what am I here to do? What am I do? What am I in this for? Am I using the talents, gifts, and resources that God has given me 
for his glory? Am I hoarding them up for myself? Have I set on the gifts? Have I hidden the talents? Is my life all about me? Has I Have I fell victim to this new societal creation that the devil has so craftily made where my world is so small that I'm not even crossing the street to talk to my neighbors anymore? Mm. Or am I flaunting all my blessings and using all the benefits of God's kingdom to live it up now instead of laying treasures up in heaven where I should be? Scott, we're going to address all these subjects. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough road to hoe. It's going to be a tough series. And I want the listener to prepare themselves for some hard questions, some but some good stuff too. There are blessings in this. There is a good end to this. If we hear what we need to hear and apply it to our lives, it's going to be a benefit. We're going to get where we need to go. We're going to have a right fellowship with God, and we're going to be busy about our Father's business. We're going to be the foot washer that God expects us to be. And I want to ask you, Lister, are you a foot washer? Are you a, do you have a foot washer's heart? Do you look at your fellow human beings and say, God, what can I do to promote Jesus, to reflect Jesus, to show Jesus to others? Or am I sitting on my talent? Am I not being a productive part of the kingdom? Am I just worried about myself? Has my world gotten so small that I'm no longer a productive part of the kingdom of God? Scott, in these last few minutes, would you pray? Pray over this new series. Pray that God has his way, that our spiritual ears and eyes are open, that we're ready to hear what we need to hear, that we're going to be grown up and put away childish things, that we're going to hear with our hearts and obey what we hear, that we're going to really learn what God does require of us, and we're going to put that to practice. Would you pray for the hearts of the listeners as well as yourself and me as well? Because I'm sure that if I took a long, hard look at our lives, Scott, we're out of balance as well. Oh, absolutely. I, I've been, I, I don't know if you have already, but I've been, been getting beat up with this oh, already yeah. and having to come to terms with it. I Listener, I mean, Charles and I aren't perfect. When, when we receive these things, We've got to we've got to come up to the measurement as well as you. I mean, we're not immune. So I've already been beat up with this. So we're we're gonna share in this journey together. But but know if you're being chastised by God, that means He loves you. That yes. means you're not a bastard child. And I think you know what that word means. You're not a bastard child, but you are a child He loves, that's right. and He corrects whom He loves. So that's what you've got to look at. So so in this this remaining minute, I'll go quickly. This remaining minute, I want you to have a a goal. I I want you to have a goal and see in your mind's eye, listener, that day when you meet Jesus face to face, when you cross the river of death and you see Jesus face to face, I want you to have this goal in your mind that you want him to say to you, well done, well done, done. thou good and faithful servant. You washed a lot of feet while you were on this earth. Come on in to what I've prepared for you come on you've Amen. washed a lot of feet Amen. i want you to have that goal so and, and and while you've got that goal in the week till we record again 
I want you to ask yourself this and pray about this. This for me, Charles, and you, the listener. I want you to pray about this. And I'm going to focus. I'm going to follow the leading and focus on what Charles just said a minute ago. Everyone. Now, now hear me. Hear me well. Everyone has got a talent and a gift to use. Everyone. There is no exemptions. And now, now you'll fire back at me and say, I can't sing. I can't preach. I can't teach. Uh, that's just one of many gifts that the right. Lord has given. That's, that's one right. or a few of many talents that the Lord has distributed. If you are saved, born again, especially spirit-filled, I'm really talking to you if you're spirit-filled, you have a talent. You have a gift that you have been given to use. Right. to help someone i want you to focus this week i want you to ask yourself in prayer god what is it that you've given me that i can give away hey, what is it hey. that you've given to me that i can give away to someone else i want you to focus on that nothing else and and i i believe god's going to speak to all of us and show us what we must do i believe you will so let let's be that prayer right here father we thank you for this word we thank you for this new series god i believe this new series is a game changer for all of us i, I believe you are trying your best to prepare us for, for the coming days and the coming future so lord i pray for me charles and the listener the talents the gifts that you have placed in our lives because you have given it to everyone help us to realize what we have what we can use show us Lord, however you've got to do it, show us what talents, what you've given us to use to help others to further the kingdom. You've given it to everyone. Help us to realize that. Help us to see it. Help us to begin to understand it and help us to come to terms with it, that, that we begin to accept it and do it. I give you the praise for what's been said today. Certainly your spirit has been here, and we thank you for that. We glorify you. We give you the praise for all this. In Jesus' name, and amen. Amen. Good prayer. Thank you so much for your last word, Scott. I couldn't have wrapped up this podcast better than that. Listener, I hope you have been blessed today. I hope you have taken everything we said. I hope you're excited about the new series, prepared to be challenged by God, to rise up higher, to, like I said earlier, go farther farther up and farther in and find out how big God really is. That's what this series is designed to do. I hope you have enjoyed it. I thank you so much for listening today. I want to thank Scott, you for helping me on this podcast, for being a good partner and a good minister and helping me say what needs to be said. Thank you, Father and Holy Spirit, for saying to us what we've heard today and needed to hear. Yeah. And let us answer the challenge that you spoke through, Scott, God, that we ask ourselves, what have we? What are we doing to be a proverbial foot washer in the kingdom of God? In the meantime, listener, next time we came out, which Lord willing will be approximately a week from now, you can still enjoy our resources. We have lots of resources in this ministry that you can enjoy. We have a Facebook page that you can follow at Cry of the Watchman. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We also have blogs that you can read. 
that are messages that God has shared with Scott and myself in the past that are still going to bless you today if you'll take time to read them. They'll all be linked in the show notes of this podcast, along with that email address that I gave out earlier, and I'm going to give it out again. That email address is simply key underscore David underscore ministries at yahoo.com. Listener, it would bless us so much if you would use that email and drop us a line. Let us know that you're out there listening, that you're being blessed. Maybe you're not being blessed. Maybe you're being angry at us. We would still love to hear your feedback. We would still love to get comments. It encourages us when we know we're encouraging you. Use that email address also to share a name that you would like to add to the prayer list that we pray over on each podcast. If you have a name that you would like to add to that list, feel free to contact us via that email and let us know. and We will be glad to add you to the list. In the meantime, pray for us and we will continue to pray for you. Share this message. Be a productive part of the kingdom of God simply by pushing this message on your social feeds. Share these with others. Let others know that you have heard God's word and that they can benefit and hear God's word as well. Again, I want to thank you, and I hope you have a blessed week. Hope you are prepared to do something for God. I hope God challenges you this week. I hope you pray for us. And it is in the meantime, it is my prayer. It is Scott's prayer. It is the prayer of the Watchmen of the Wall Ministries and the Key of David that each and every person follow and listen to God and repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand.